Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business and shine neon bright online. I built a multi six-figure business in under two years and more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online. I'm so happy to have you here. Now, this is a very, very special episode for a personal reason that I'm going to share with you. This is the first episode that I'm recording in my brand new home, uh, in my brand new forever home, which is so exciting. It's a much bigger office (laughs) and it's got beautiful wooden floorboards. The last office had carpet and we're in our forever home, which is so, so exciting. Our absolute dream home, the, you know, 30, 40 year plan. And it's just been the most incredible week. We are in a big, exciting season in the business at the moment in pre-launch. And I'm going to share uh, for the final time about a training that you can jump on over and access at the end of this episode and in the middle of this episode. So it's a big time on all fronts in the business and personally as well. And it's just been the most incredible, incredible week moving into this new house that's just blown my mind. Che and I were having a conversation earlier today about alignment and that feeling of being in alignment and how you know that you're in alignment when you actualize a goal, which in our case has been, you know, moving into this house and it just feels so good and it feels so deeply satisfying and fulfilling. And the example we were talking about was a big part of my story is how when I reached my ultimate corporate goal when I was 28, 27, 28, I felt deeply unfulfilled. And that was such a sign to me that I was just so, so out of alignment. Whereas being in this house, being here in this new space just feels so expansive. And I already feel so creative and abundant here. And it's just a sign that it's all right for us and something that's very much in alignment with what we desire. So thrilled to be in this new place and bringing you this episode from this incredible, beautiful, creative, expansive new office that has a few boxes that still need to be unpacked, but otherwise it's a really amazing space to be in. From our one-bedroom apartment kitchen bench to here over the last six years feels very, very fun and exciting. (laughs) Okay. So today's episode, I'm doing a part two. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you can jump, you can listen to this one and then jump back and listen to the last week's afterwards. Last week, I took you through part one of the key successes and biggest mistakes when running masterminds. So this is part two, and I'm going to speak in this episode about the biggest mistakes that I see when running masterminds. So 
I spoke about biggest successes last week, biggest mistakes this week, and I'm going to try not to double up so that you've got a really wide breadth of different mastermind information in terms of both the successes and the mistakes. All right, so let's kick off with mistake number one. Now, the very first mistake that I see a lot of people make when they start masterminds is that they try and over-deliver. Now, there's a difference between trying to deliver immense value for your people in any kind of experience. I'm all for doing that. But trying to over-deliver in terms of packing all the things into your mastermind is only going to lead to your clients feeling exhausted, unsure where to spend their time and attention, and in turn, they're probably going to tune out or check out. Now, I speak to every single one of these mistakes that I'm going to share today from personal experience. When I started my very first mastermind, the mistake that I made was that I tried to over-deliver. I thought that the best possible thing that I could do would be to cram in a million different components to my mastermind, to offer Voxer support and, you know, personalized Voxer support and to offer group support and to offer a Facebook group and to offer so many different types of calls. And what I found was that it was just so, so overwhelming. I thought I basically had to pull something new out of my hat, a new trick every week to keep people engaged. But actually what it ended up doing was if anything, it stopped people from being in their businesses and focusing on the exact thing that they were in the mastermind for in the first place, which was to generate results. They were more focused on having to kind of keep up with the mastermind. So when you're crafting your mastermind experience, I invite you to instead think about what it is that you're creating and the experience that you're creating that's going to help your client to get the best possible result. And I spoke about this a whole bunch in last week's episode. So instead of looking at it through the lens of how many things can I add into this experience to help it seem valuable, instead ask yourself the question of what is the experience that's going to help them to best generate the results that they most want and the results that I'm sharing are possible from being in this experience. The second mistake that again, I have done myself is not requesting ongoing feedback. So one of the biggest pieces of advice I have for any mastermind is to not think that you know best all the time or that you're a mind reader of your client experience. Now, when I started my first mastermind, the Swift Marketing Mastermind, now Swift Mind, I personally thought that I could mind read and know exactly what was best for my clients and that I'd be able to pick up on if they were needing something else or if something was missing from the experience or they wanted a certain other type of learning, which you can for the most part do when you're working one-to-one with a client, right? In a mastermind, it's much harder to do that and you're really shooting yourself in the foot by trying to do that. Instead, the best possible thing that you can do is to request ongoing feedback. So nowadays, we request ongoing feedback for SwiftMind and Six Figure Circle. Every eight weeks within the experience, so every two months, we request ongoing feedback. So we request it two months into the experience four months into the experience. And then we also have a final request for feedback at the end of the mastermind. 
Now, I learned this the hard way. And I say the hard way because what I learned was that, for, again, from the first few experiences, we didn't bring this in until 18 months in. It took me a little while to learn this lesson, was that I was getting feedback at the end of my masterminds that I could have easily mitigated. I could have easily made not happen. <laughs> so I'm talking about things like people saying, oh, I would have really loved a module on X or I wish Ellie spoke more about why, or I really would have loved to have been supported more in this area. All easy things to mitigate, things that I could have added or included as we went. And by including that interim feedback, what it means is that if somebody is sharing that experience with me, that I'm able to problem solve it. Another thing that I, I hear sometimes in that interim feedback is things like, I don't know how to get support here or there. Now, for the most part, in fact, every single time I've received that, we've communicated that over and over and over again, but things get missed, things happen. And instead of somebody checking out and then feeling like resentful because they think that hasn't been communicated, we've got the opportunity to fix it. We've got the opportunity to say, hey, this was communicated to you in the handbook and on the welcome call, but again, here it is for you. So you can go ahead and access that and you've got that information there here for you if we can support you in any way. Again, by asking for that interim feedback, you've got the opportunity to avoid problems being created, avoid any feedback that you could easily fix and in turn create a better ongoing experience for your masterminders. Okay, so this third mistake has probably been my biggest personal lesson in running my masterminds. Now, this lesson or this mistake rather is thinking that the goal in running a mastermind is that nothing ever goes wrong. So when I first started my mastermind model, when I first started running my first mastermind, I didn't realize that I was operating from a place of aiming that nothing was going to go wrong, desiring that nothing was going to go wrong. And so what it meant was that if ever something did go wrong, I would beat up on myself really, really badly. Now, one of my Achilles heels is that I tend to put pressure on myself, a lot of pressure on myself, hashtag Virgo, hashtag high performer, hashtag recovering control freak. And I found that I put a lot of pressure on myself if something went wrong. And so what I would do in those situations is I would then look at, well, how can this never, ever happen again? Now, that is all very well and good if we're talking about things like, you know, making sure that a call link doesn't go through incorrectly or that reminders don't get missed or that we've written a birthday in incorrectly. We've done that, by the way. It's not any of those things. It's more that the things that go wrong that are going to go wrong no matter what because they're not in your control. I wanted to pause this episode for a second to let you know about an incredible free training I have coming up. It's called How to Design a Successful Mastermind, the free three-day training to create and grow a raved about retention generating mastermind. I'm going to be hosting it March 28th to 30th, and there are already hundreds of people signed up. I would absolutely love to have you there with me too. You can jump over and save your seat at www.elliswift.com 
forward slash mastermind training. So are you going to have client challenges? Absolutely. Are you going to have calls where perhaps somebody says something and it creates a little bit of a interesting, awkward, strange, challenging, triggering dynamic on a call? Absolutely. Those things are going to happen in a mastermind. They just are. And it's not a problem. So the goal is not how do I avoid this happening again, but rather how can I be okay with this happening, knowing that it's going to happen in this business in the same way that it happens in every single business. So the aim is not to look at what are all the ways that I can control this so that nothing ever goes wrong. It's instead going, well, how do I control what I can control and also be okay with knowing that things are going to go wrong and I'm going to be okay if it were to happen. So what I did was instead of trying to mitigate mitigate things going wrong that were out of my control, again, things like a client having an experience or a challenge that they were dissatisfied with or things that are out of my control, right? Instead of being stressed about that happening and energetically wanting to avoid it and energetically there being a real friction around it, I've instead done the work around, well, how do I sit with myself when those things happen and know that I'm safe in my body, know that I'm okay, know that I'm going to be able to move through it, know that it's not something that's make or break for me or my business or my nervous system or anything else that I as a CEO have the opportunity and the ability to move through it. So the work there is more on your mindset and your energetics and really taking care of your mind and body in those situations rather than spiraling into a pressure vortex loop of how do I avoid this ever happening ever again? I've had this conversation with so many clients, I cannot even tell you I reckon I have this conversation maybe once a week with clients. And so know that if you're head nodding, if this has ever felt true for you in any experience, that you're absolutely not alone in this one. It's something that took me quite a long time to anchor into, but having done so, it supported me in every single area of my business and my life for that matter. The fourth mistake that I see a lot is almost like the opposite of the very first mistake I shared, which is trying to jam pack too much in. And that is around waiting and seeing and kind of flowing with your group of what the experience is. So not pre-planning at all. When you're running a mastermind, it requires being organized. It requires a level of organization and pre-planning. Now, does that mean that you have to pre-plan for three to six months beforehand? Absolutely not. Does it mean you have to have everything mapped out? Absolutely not. You're never going to launch the thing if that's the case. But does it mean that there is a level of organization and consideration required? Absolutely. So practically speaking, my recommendation would be that around a month out from your mastermind, the first time you're running that mastermind, you start thinking about the systems and processes of that mastermind and what you need to set up to run it. So about a month beforehand, thinking about what that looks like for you and starting to set up those systems and processes so that when you're starting your mastermind, you're going to be able to be really present with your clients and show up for them 
without being concerned about all the backend tech that you have to create, run, do for the first time at the same time. The fifth mistake that I see is not caring or even considering what a great client experience is. There are far too many masterminds out there that do not care about their people. You may have been in one. I've been in one. I know exactly what it feels like to be a number. And I would never want my clients to feel that way ever in a million years. And I know you wouldn't either. But again, thinking about creating an experience that starts and ends with you caring about the human, the client that's in front of you, caring what a great client experience is, that is a felt experience. That's something that will be deeply felt by the person that's decided to learn from you, to invest in you and to work with you. And so my recommendation to you is to consider what is it that is going to be an experience that demonstrates how deeply you care about your client? How can you demonstrate that level of care for them and show to them that their business or their fitness or whatever it is that you're supporting them with means so, so much to you as their coach and mastermind facilitator. All right, so let's just do a really quick summary of those five mistakes. The first is trying to over-deliver in terms of cramming too much into your mastermind The second is not requesting ongoing feedback. The third is thinking that the goal is that nothing ever goes wrong and instead focusing on managing yourself and your business when something does go wrong because it inevitably will at some point. The fourth is waiting to see what the experience is like and not pre-planning. And the fifth is not caring or even considering what a great client experience truly is. So the day that this episode is being released is on Wednesday, which is the second day of the three-day free training of how to run a successful mastermind. This is available until Tuesday, the 4th of April, before we will then be removing the live trainings. So they're only available for 72 business hours after the final day. So just to share that in a way that makes sense, (laughs) the training runs from Tuesday the 28th, the day before this episode was released, through to Thursday the 30th of March. And you can only access it until the 4th of April before it goes away. This training is to support you to create a successful mastermind experience. So over the three days, I'm going to take you through how to create, price and scale your mastermind. It is going to be incredible. As at the time of recording this episode, we have over 600 people signed up. It's going to be insane. It's so full of value. I really encourage you to come and join me live. By doing so, you go in with the chance to win a free, incredible experience that I'm going to be sharing at the end, which I can't wait to share with you. It's quite honestly my favorite body of work that I've created yet. Come over and check out the uh, trainings that we've just done. So come check out training from day two, day three, 
and you can listen in live. If you're listening to this on the day the episode is released, you can listen to the live final day tomorrow, Thursday. I'm so excited to be sharing this with you. I can't wait to run this training. It's going to be so value-packed. And if you've wanted to create a scalable and valuable mastermind, then this is the training that is for you. To the best of my knowledge, there's nothing like this out there in the market. And it's about time that there was a program that supported you to deliver an exceptional mastermind experience. So come along to this training and I'm going to be sharing something very, very exciting at the end. I can't wait elliswift.com forward slash mastermind training. I will see you in there. I will see you in the Facebook group. Come and join me this week. It's going to be absolutely incredible and I can't wait to be in this energy with you. So much love. Back with you soon.